It's extra drama for book number 43, Hard Choices. Um, just the very, very beginning when all this was going to happen, when Enid was building up for Nana's arrival, we all knew something was going down. So I had on my list, it's either going to be dementia, Parkinson's grief, or just plain crotchetiness. And you never really get to use the word crotchetiness. And then I saw grandma's being crotchety in the middle there. And I was like, yes, I knew there was going to be one of these things. So that was my, my little moment of Sweet Valley victory. Still you understand so... you people, still part of your world. <laughs> I love that you made a list. She was definitely crotchety. I mean, she was like clinically crotchety. Um, as you mentioned in the main episode that you felt like the story with Nana was relatable. And, and I felt the same way. I think... I don't know if you have any examples that you feel comfortable sharing about this experience, but I mean, I was thinking about it and I think one of the reasons that it was familiar to me was less about the very, very familiar thing of, oh, I don't want to be a bother. Oh, I don't want to be a bother with, you know, Mm -hmm. parent, grandparent, whatever. Um, And more of a general thing of like, I know for me, I'm an only child. I, in my family, Mm -hmm. I feel like, we sort of break down into the ones who really care about how we're spending our time and like what we do. And the ones of us who are very laissez-faire, very like whatever everybody wants to do is fine with me. And I have sort of always, I'm like the second youngest in my family on, on my dad's side with all the cousins and stuff. And I don't know, I've always just been sort of like, okay, like I'll do whatever we're doing. And that that is very much my personality. And the older that I get and the more that I'm, like, now living my own life in <laughs> the rest of things, the more, like, I don't know, I find myself wishing that, like, I wish I had my own car to drive when I'm in another town visiting my fr- family. And, like, if I wanted to go to a place, I could just go there. But instead, it's kind of like, oh, what do you guys want to do? And it's not like, if I had something I really wanted to do, I guess I could say so. But... I don't know, just that lack of control, I feel Mm -hmm. it more as an adult Mm -hmm. than I felt as a kid. When I honestly kind of, like, reveled in the, like, surprise of what's going to happen next. And then I guess that's connected to the feeling of, like, when I, I go visit, say, like, if I visit my dad. I love to spend time with my dad. I sometimes will not make plans with other people that are in Chicago because... I feel like, well, I came home to see my dad. And it's like I'm preemptively doing the Enid thing because he's not asking me mm. to, to drop mm-hmm. everything and only hang out with him. But there's just part of me that like preemptively feels like, oh, well, I came home to see him. So it would be bad mm. of me to, to leave him for, you know, one of the three days that I'm home, that kind of thing. That makes sense. I, I get that the other way. When I go to a town to see someone, I expect them to at least make out time for us to hang out and not just be like, well, you're here, go find, make your own way and get get up to your own devices. Um, I do get protective of that. But I, I was more kind of curious, wondering about the, just being the only child in a parent relationship. Um, if you and your dad were super protective of each other's time. That was my curiosity in the 
three minutes I have left before I have to go and feed baby. <laughs> yeah, I think in a way, I, I think that what happens is just like, if he comes to visit me or if I come to visit, go to visit him there, I think there is a lot of this, like, I don't want to be a bother and a lot of this, like, well, you're here, so I'm supposed to spend this time with you kind of a thing. Um, but I, I'm thinking even before you left home, more kind of like Enid and her mother. Um, oh, yeah. Was there a sense of possessiveness over each other's time? I say. Yeah, I think the biggest way that that materialized was in a, a thing where... I, my dad would get tickets for us to, he had like season tickets to go to do different things, which was such a boon to me, like really very cool. I got to go see a lot of plays mm. and I got to go to operas, but um, it was like, it didn't really matter what other plans I might have, like on the night that those things were happening. <laughs> it was like, it was not, it was not flexible. And I mean, you know, like I was getting to go to the thing, but it didn't super duper matter if, uh, I had something yeah, else in painful. mind. Yeah. Thank you, Dad. I loved it. I love you, Dad. Uh, <laughs> were they weekly, monthly? Not, no, no, it was not weekly. It was maybe, yeah, like monthly. Yeah, like once a month. One, yeah. yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, you just need an advance copy of the schedule and make sure not to um, put anything on there if, if it can be avoided. Yeah. yeah. I, I really, I, I was curious I, about yeah. that. I rarely missed a thing. And it was amazing to get to go to do all those things. But I, I thought of my grandma more than anything when I read this book. Um, mm. Who, my both of my grandmothers, who are wonderful, but uh, yeah, could definitely, could, could rock a, I don't want to be a bother like nobody's business. Uh, that, that makes sense. Um, I did have grandmothers who were, less fussed about being a bother they and they didn't make they didn't even try and hide the fact that they were very much um <laughs> in that point of their lives where they expected in many ways to be treated like um babies <laughs> and looked after <laughs> which i i also super respect if you're out and proud about it let, let's just do this or not that would have um, worked better for I, nana in this book and for everybody if she, if nana had just been open about it yeah, you know, and and in her head, I don't know what was going on. As I mentioned, my mum's been here for the last six months, and I do lots of random things, and they usually need a long explanation. But I was like, I'm doing this video slash just voice recording for a podcast, and she's like, really, what's it about? It's like, do you remember Sweet Valley High? She's like, do I remember Sweet Valley High? Like, I'm talking about that. She's like, aha, as if that makes sense, 40 plus years later, this is this is what you do on that's an amazing. evening in the middle of a pandemic. And so that, for me, it was enough to remind me of how established <laughs> this was a part of my life that my mother was very privy to. And I think she just liked the fact that it was still dangling there in the background, especially because most of her paycheck would go towards feeding my addiction. So <laughs> It's funny how... Our parents also, I think, do have a little bit of a tendency to hold on to the memories of us, like childhood memories of us, even as they see us grow <laughs> into adults. So mm -hmm. think something like that that was so important to you as a kid, you know, as a girl, that I can see how your mom would hold on to that. Totally, um, totally. <laughs> as much as um, Nana, Grandma was annoying, 
again, Sweet Valley is big on relatively healthy female relationships and it's very much about the sisterhood and the mother-daughterhood and so many positive things about that but people seem to default that mother-daughter relationships are problematic and that's just the way they are Mm -hmm. yeah yeah this is a really good depiction of that dynamic honestly because it's the one thing that is a little bit insurmountable, this kind of family thing. Like, there were so many points where Ina's choice was either to, like, fully rebel and be in a huge fight with the people that she loves the most, or to just be kind of oppressed by them because she didn't agree with what with their views. And that's a really, really hard choice, especially if you're, like, a good girl who cares about her parents. Even when they're big exactly very choices. hard choice. Hard, yeah. Very like hard that. choice. Very hard choice. <laughs> very well, hard choice. Adora, thank you so much for being here. It was such a pleasure to talk to you and give the baby a big kiss from me. You know I will, especially me and my own mother daughter relationship with my baby. It's 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 going to be interesting. See how right. that whole being unfolded over the next few decades. <laughs> Try not to act out too many hard choices with your multi-generational family situation. <laughs> I'm sure there will be one or two, but you, you could have yeah. slipped your mom a copy of this book before Janma turns uh, turns 16. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Thank you. It's great to see you. Gladiators, you. Uh, tune in next Same week here. for Pretenses. And it's with that, I guess I'll have nothing else to say, but bye. Enid's life ever be the same. Good old Enid. Oh. <laughs> I can't put this. Where are my notes? Oh, Tell me Enid. when you're ready Always and I'll fun. just start.